Welcome to the podcast. Pilates for PTs, from business to clinical. Hi, y'all. My name is Stephen Dunn. I co-own Core Therapy and Pilates in Austin, Texas, and I'm the founder of Pilates for PTs. I've been a physical therapist for over 20 years, and I've been teaching Pilates and Gyrotonic in my physical therapy practice for the last 15 years. In this podcast, I interview experts from all over the world so that you can learn more on how to grow your business or how to improve your clinical skills as a Pilates instructor in the physical therapy world. Thanks for listening. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. And today, all the way in from a suburb of Washington, D.C., we have Dr. Kiva Price. And she's going to tell us a little bit about her story and her journey to physical therapy and Pilates. So with that said, Kiva Welcome to the program. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad to have you. Now, briefly, I'll, I'll tell a little story of how we first met. Uh, we were in uh, Clearwater Beach at the Smart Success Physical Therapy Conference in 2019. Uh, it was a uh, Memorial Day, May. And we uh, were a part of a little um, Pilates meetup where we did a little cl- uh, group class on the beach and we met in person. So a lot of the people that I'm interviewing through this podcast, I some I've met and some I haven't. And it's, a, it's fun to have a name and a face with the people that, were, that I've actually met in person. So that's kind of our story. That's all I really know. Um, we've, um, we're, we've been Facebook friends and I've seen some changes in the things that she's been doing with her Pilates. And that's why I reached out to her and I wanted to kind of know her story. So with that said, can you, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into the physical therapy world, first of all? Okay, sure. Yeah, physical therapy started first. Actually, in high school, my mom had just recommended the career to me, and uh, she had had physical therapy before I was born, and she did really well, and I looked into the career, and I realized that it really fit my personality. So I, I like to be active at work. Um, I like to meet new people, like being around people. So with, uh, with physical therapy, I could do that. I felt I could do that. Um, I also, I've had over the years, a few, um, orthopedic type issues. Um, I'm a bit hypermobile, so I definitely, uh, liked fitness and being active, um, group dancing and cheering, actually still dance now. Um, I'm on a salsa team. So all of that combined, um, as she led me to PT and then once I got in and looked more into it, I realized that it just really fit me my personality. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you were in the high school age when your mom had recommended it. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Got it. High school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and had you experienced some physical therapy prior to that or had you experienced it after you had already recommend? Well, actually, actually once it was already kind of on your radar. Well, I actually, I never had physical therapy before okay. I became a, a physical therapist. I had had, again, small injuries and really self-treated them on my own. And through through cheerleading, through dance, we did some fitness exercise. So I I got some strengthening, but soon realized, especially uh, once I got to uh, orthopedic PT class, that I needed to go into a little bit more deeper (laughs) myself. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, it's interesting because when <clears throat> it was my very last semester at college, uh, January, 
and I was about to graduate and I didn't know I was in PT school yet, but I ended up getting in and starting, you know, I graduated on a Saturday and I started school on Monday. It was crazy, but I oh, wow. tore the ligament. I tore the uh, ATF in my left ankle um, playing ba- basketball on the first day of school. And it was one of those things where, you know, I'd already put in all my hours to, to apply. I already, I'd already had my interview, everything. I was just kind of waiting to find out if I was in or not. And all of a sudden I, I had this massive ankle injury. And so the PT who I've been shadowing and who I've worked with for several, you know, I shadowed with him for, you know, a summer ended up getting a job, you know, $5 an hour working as a tech. And, you know, he was really him and this gal were the two that really influenced me to, to, to know, like you said, like once you were in it, that all oh, this fits my mm-hmm. personality. Um, it was great. But once I heard, um, once I hurt my ankle, I went and actually had treatment and it was the first time I'd actually had treatment. And it was interesting because you know, being the, the PT tech aid, you know, helping out people, it was very, uh, it was such a cool thing, but I didn't, I'd never been on that other side of it. And once right. I was on the other side of it, it was like, oh, wow, this is, this is interesting. This is different. And it taught me a lot so that when I got into school and then once I got out of school, I, th- I think it helped me a little bit with, um, with just seeing that side. And most of my classmates had experienced PT as a patient before that kind of led them to become to, uh, to, to the physical therapy world. So, so with that said, um, tell me what, what, when did you finish school? How long have you been out of school? Uh, I finished physical therapy school in 2000. Okay. So, so, okay. so yeah, I've been practicing since, since 2000 and um, I have a master's degree in physical therapy and I, I found Pilates by, um, I initially saw a continuing education booklet on the director, uh, the, the office that I worked in, the director's desk, and I didn't know anything about it. The pictures looked like dance to me, sort of some dance moves, and um, I decided to take that continuing education. It was it was um, just a mat, a mat course, and I really liked it. And they also they offered um, training in, in the apparatuses. Got it. And that was your kind of first experience with Pilates was from, t- t- you know, taking a Mac, taking a continuing education class to get master. Yes. Get yes. Awesome. So I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think I, I did that around 2002, 2003 or so. Yeah. Got it. And, and was that something that you were at that point in time were immediately able to start bringing into your, um, your work environment with your clients, your patients? With some exercises. Yes. Um, I just started teaching some of the basics just with breathing, some of the fundamentals. Yeah. And, um, I was able to incorporate that along with my treatment pretty easily. The mat, um, portion of Pilates. And what kind of uh, setting were you working in at that time? Was it an outpatient setting? Yes, so I've I've practiced in the outpatient PT world um, since the beginning. Got it, got it. Yeah. Myself, I did a little bit of a skill. Um, sorry, uh, spinal cord and um, stroke uh, recovery in, in uh, patient rehab unit. My first travel job, and, and I did a little bit of home health when I first opened my first contract business. And other than that, it's been it's been straight uh, orthopedics outpatient. So, um, and then with with learning and kind of implementing that with some of your patients. Um, what, what slowly transpired for you to continue to want to investigate Pilates, want to, want to incorporate it more? Cause I, 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 I'm going to, 
lead up to what what you're doing now but what kind of led what what kind of stoked the fire back in you know 2004 you know three four and five applying it you know implementing it with your patients what what led to you say hmm, this is something i want to continue to do i want to learn more about yeah i i wanted to look into getting trained on the piece of apparatus initially it it, it looked really cool and fun um before i got on the equipment i um but once I got on the equipment, I realized that using different plies equipment, I could feel and um, train muscles, isolate certain muscles differently versus using like the traditional gym equipment. And so that inspired me to want to go even further. Yeah. And, and then, you, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say that it, it definitely is a – I, I see the how well Pilates can merge with physical therapy and enhance physical therapy treatment that we do. Now, now tell me a little bit about where you're at now, because I know again this this conversation we or a post you put online is what led me to reach out to you uh, mm-hmm. for this podcast. Um, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but I think it was around 30 hours a week of uh, working in the clinic. But then now you're doing some. T- teaching in a, in a Pilates studio. So could you tell us a little bit more about that and kind of how this came to life? Well, I, I work at, again, outpatient BT office about 33, 34 hours a week, but I wanted to begin to build my Pilates base. Uh, for some years, I've had one or two clients, Pilates clients, but recently I, I just wanted to to have more Pilates work in general um, to help enhance my, my PT work. So I contacted, actually it was a, a PT of in Pilates studio. The owner I had done some continuing education with in Pilates and they were looking for an instructor. And so I just recently started teaching privates there as well as some classes. Um, and on the equipment, I do reformer and tower class. I do about eight hours of a week in Pilates. It went to two different places, though. So I, I travel a little bit. Uh, sometimes the, the, during the, the time frame I have can be a little bit of traffic, but I enjoy it. I, I see the benefits of both. Yeah. And, and are the two places different as far as do you get to teach privates at one and classes at one, or, or are they uh, are you teaching doing the same thing at both? Well, I, I just teach Pilates at one studio, but then I do purely physical therapy in an outpatient office. I mean, I incorporate some mat Pilates work in the physical therapy Got office, Got but um, I work at one one studio with the where I teach privates and classes. And you have full access to the full apparatus at the studio. Yes, yes. And what about the outpatient facility? Do you have access to a reformer? No, we don't have any Pilates equipment in our outpatient uh, physical therapy office. But in my um, the studio that I work with, it's in Rockville, Maryland, Pilates mm-hmm. Center of Rockville, and they have um, full apparatuses, classes. Actually, just moved to a bigger a bigger. Um, Space. So that's an exciting. And and again, you found these people because you'd already had a relationship with them. You'd already studied with them and taken some classes with them in the past, correct? Yes, yes. I actually had taken um, 
we had two continued education classes with the at the owner's studio and I actually saw they had an opening for a Pilates instructor. And I thought, okay, I'm just uh, go ahead and apply there. Um, I've actually done that once before. I taught at another studio in um, in the area where I really called up. I, I looked up the um, the studio, uh, Googled some uh, some Pilates studios and asked if they were looking for a new instructor that's also a physical therapist. And they were um, open to the idea of me doing um, actually physical therapy and Pilates there. Yeah. And, and so that was my next question. With being a physical therapist, did that create an interest? Being a PT and a Pilates instructor, did that create interest from the studios? Or was that something that they were kind of like unsure about that? No, they both really uh, expressed an interest in having a physical therapist awesome. on their, um, their Pilates studio staff. Some of the clients I have now in the Pilates studio, they decided to um, train with me because I was a physical therapist. So yeah. they wanted, you know, they wanted that, um, that PT background. We actually have one other physical therapist at the studio as well. Got it. And when y'all are there, you're you're working as a Pilates instructor. You're not working as a PT. Is that correct? You're you're teaching classes in a fitness setting. Correct. Yes. Yes. And so I don't do yeah I don't do any manual work um, except cueing. So some hands on with cueing, and for some manual or active stretches, but not practicing physical therapy. No. Got it. And when you show up to work here, are you an independent contractor that just shows up and they have work for you? Or do you have to show up, bring your own clients and find your own clients? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I work as an independent contractor with their, uh, with their studio. They have uh, what's set up in the, use the mind body system. Mm-hmm. And we, we have, I have my um, availability and then clients can just go in and, see what openings I may have. I, I have one client that I brought with me from another studio. The, the studio had closed um, and then um, they sort of moved to a different location and she wanted to you know, continue to train with me. So I, I did continue, have continued to train with her, to train her at this current studio. Um, but typically we have found um, our own clients or the studio will have some clients that are there. They're looking for trainers. I'm actually, I've actually done a bit on my own with uh, my Instagram account. I have uh, been building, building that and sort of establishing relationships with other Pilates instructors on the Instagram, um, on my Instagram account and just talking to them I've had some phone calls with other instructors asking them about their journey as a Pilates instructor, how they get clients, other other um, sort of business business type questions, which it, it's new to me. Yeah. And business is new to me. So that's been helpful too, being able to establish that that um, contact with Instagram, some Facebook, uh, have a YouTube channel as well. Um where I've, I've reviewed some 
some um, of the literature in Pilates, and I made some video reviews there. All of this has really helped me get more involved in Pilates from being a full-time physical therapist or purely PT for so many years. Yeah. All that's definitely helped. So what, what's your plan moving forward as far as that like kind of shift of 32 hours, 33 hours, 34 hours at a clinic that you don't have the ability to use the equipment that the eight hours of the week, you do have the ability to use the, uh, the uh, equipment in the Pilates studio. Is there going to be a shift that you see in the future or, or what are your thoughts on that over the next, uh, the, the next short period to the next year or so? Yes, I, I would like to have more Pilates clients, uh, sort of to split my time a little more going towards Pilates um, and also working on a whole like social media type of, um, well, social media or I should say online uh, different endeavors that I can get myself involved in or, or build my Kiva Price Pilates um, through through social media and online. But right now I'm working on building my client base at the, the current Pilates studio and continuing my physical therapy practice, just keeping all of my, my physical therapy skills, skills strong. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Now I do have to apologize. I have my dog in here and she's snoring her head off. I don't know oh, if it's. I can't it's, hear anything. No. I'm sitting here kind of chuckling to myself for the, because for the, about the last 10 minutes or so she's been snoring very loud. So, but uh, I, uh, I just wanted to see if it was, if, if, if anyone could hear it. So, but, uh, but anyway, um, I love it. I love the story. Um, and, and it sounds like you've got a lot going on and you've kind of got some pokers in the fire and you're, you're kind of trying to figure out what's the, the best route and the, the best, um, the best way for you to do it. Um, I love how you um, approach the clinics or the uh, studios that you had relationships with um, and, or you reached out in, in a way that says, look, I'm a PT and a Pilates person. Are you interested? And that opened the door for me when I reached out to people when I moved here now, granted, it was a little different because I own my own space down the street and I was going to the studio saying, hey, I'm a PT down the street, but I'm here to help you help your people not miss their classes. And, you know, if your person can't it can't come in and do classes with you because of an injury, send them to me. I'll get them back back to you as quick as possible so that you don't miss your income. And a lot of the client, those um, studio owners they, they, they were fearful of that. They thought I was going to just like steal their clients and never bring them back or send them back or whatever. And there was a handful of them that like said, Oh wow, that'd be great. That would, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And again, I always say it's, the, it's depending on the mindset. Right. And most of these people I encountered, they were coming from this abundant, uh, I'm sorry, they were coming from a scarcity mindset and they were like, no, no, you're, you're, you're my competition. You're a PT and you have a plotty studio. No way. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the people, a couple of them were like, Oh, that'd be great. Um, but I love how you just went out and were like, all right, I'm going to make, um, I'm going to make this relationship with someone who I already have a little bit of a relationship with, um, to, to basically show them that I've already learned from you. And now I want to show you that I'm really, I want to work with you. So I love that kind of, that mindset again of, of not being fearful. And it sounds like you found some good people to work with because not all the studios are, again, are, or coming from that place. So with that said, um, with your teaching and where you want to, um, kind of progress in the future, 
do you, where, where do you see, like, I know physical therapy is changing right now. And I know, you know, the, the whole world is of, of the, the physical therapy, Medicare is changing. Where do you see like Pilates playing a role in the, the evolution of the physical therapy uh, the, as a, as a brand moving forward? Wow. Yes. Um, Sorry. That's a deep question. And right, go, right. <laughs> as deep as you want, or as, as shallow as you want. Deeper. I definitely believe that Pilates can help revolutionize the PT world so that as a physical therapist, we're not just thinking about the basic exercises, isolating one body part, or um, ideally trying to be yes, functional. But if we are, if we are using, let's say, or working with someone with a a shoulder surgery and they're working on the rotator cuff. Well, we might be working on the serratus to help with movements of the, the scapula on the, on the rib cage, but we also need to maybe incorporate more of their breathing. Um, this sort of Pilates could come in involved um, as well as their posture of their shoulder, shoulder elevation, neck posture. And I feel like Pilates can do that uh, Pilates method or even using equipment or without equipment, um, but things like that could help help to make physical therapy even more of a comprehensive um, practice. So I feel like that's one way Pilates can really help, help with uh, physical therapy, really taking that comprehensive body approach and also being able to spend so much longer with the client having a whole hour to look at their whole body is where a lot of time in the traditional patient office we don't get that amount of time Uh, maybe the techs are working with them doing the exercises a little more but there's so much that you'll you'll need to cue to try to get into their the patient's muscle memory that um a physical therapist with the applies background can really be more insightful to that. So I think that's one way. There's probably many other ways that Pilates can uh, help physical therapy. It's about the holism, right? And and we were all taught in school reduction, reduction, reduction down to the smallest piece. And then, you know, then Pilates was the first thing that taught me to look at the whole body and not mm-hmm. just one piece of it, you know, and, and, and I look back to like, you know, I, I'm a, I graduated in 98. We, we've been out almost the same amount of time. And, you know, I'm a kid from the, the uh, you know, born in the 70s and, and raised in the 80s and 90s. And, like, everyone did, like, biceps. And, mm-hmm. you know, yes. One day and you know, chest and tries and back and bys and legs and, blah, you know, there was just kind of like everything was so fragmented and se- uh, sequenced in a way that didn't make sense to me that I actually hated working out. I just loved playing sports. And then when I went to PT school, I kind of learned the same, like, you know, reductionism, this like, you know, look at one joint, everything's like one thing um, instead of it like being the whole body. And, and again, I, str- I, I struggled with that, that concept of like reducing. And once I found Pilates, again, I had no idea that this was what I was going to get from it. And again, I, I just wanted to, someone hung up on me when I didn't know what it was trying to get a job. So I was like, what the heck is it? You know? And so for me, I didn't know about going into it at all. I just was, then the more I found out, I was super interested, Mm -hmm. but but all of a sudden when I, when I got out of my Pilates training and I could look at the whole body and I could say, wow, 
well, yeah, your rotator cuff's a problem, but it's like everything you just mentioned about all the shoulder elevation and all that stuff. We kind of learn about that in PT school, but I really didn't know how to get someone to understand it, to get it. And right, the right. awareness they got with Pilates, the awareness of strengthening the whole body, starting with the mind, starting with the breathing. Um, and again, teaching them abdominal stuff. You know, So all of a sudden, I got someone that's a rotator cuff patient, patient and I'm doing hamstring series with them on a reformer. And they'd be like, why are you doing hamstring series on a reformer? Because I'm like, because I want them to be able to breathe properly and I want them to relax their shoulders and put their, or not necessarily relax them, relax their chest and upper traps so they put their shoulders in the right position while they're working other parts of their body. And for me, that was the big frustration is that no one wanted me to work on the whole body. Uh, they wanted me to only work on like, oh, their neck. You should only be doing neck exercises. Well, feet and straps on a reformer isn't really classified as a neck exercise, right? Right, um, right. So, so that was kind of my big frustration is because I was applying it to all my patients from an early, early time, but I was getting kickback and resistance from the insurance and from people that were paying. They were like looking at notes and then saying, oh, we're not paying for this crap. We don't even know what you're doing. Oh, uh, yes, I see what you're saying. And that was my, so that was one of the, like, so I learned holism from Pilates. My patients loved it. They were getting better. But as a business owner, I was realizing, wow, like this ain't working because they're like, they're bust. They're like, they're after me. They don't like me. I'm the weird <laughs> right. guy that they don't, that they don't want to pay. Um, so that was kind of my challenge. And after 10 years of taking insurance, I stopped taking it and it's been four years now without it. And I'm mm -hmm. so grateful I did because I can truly now just serve the client, but my clinic's a little different now. So I spend pretty much most of my time doing hands-on preparing them for Pilates. And then I move them over to work with my trainer and I spend some time on the reformers with them and on the equipment with them. And, um, and I'm gyrotonic trained as well. So I spend a little bit of time on oh, both, cool. both sides, but I don't, um, I don't really, I don't really spend a whole lot of hour sessions of teaching Pilates because I got six or seven trainers that work for us that we've trained. Most of them we trained ourselves, my wife and I, and I can just stay in the room doing what I love. And that's manual therapy and teaching them homework and teaching them how to do the things at home. Nice. And I, nice. And then I progress them. And you know, again, I teach them a little bit on the machines, but then as soon as they don't need me, what I'm doing I step out and I have them work with my trainers, but me and my trainers, then they're working. They're kind of like an aide. They're kind of like an assistant, not, not a, I shouldn't say a PT assistant. They're like a, an aide or a tech. There we go. I couldn't think of that word. And um, I'm communicating with them. We've got a system in the chart. They know what, what the goals are, what we're working on. And it's no longer really, they're not, they're not in a PT session in that hour, but they are in a session that's been developed by me based on their conditions and my trainers understanding our program on kind of what to do with them. So that's kind of where we've morphed into. And so yeah. I, spend, I spend sometimes an hour with them and sometimes I'm spending half hour with them and they'll see me for half hour and they'll go right over to work with my trainers and spend an hour with my trainer, maybe a half hour with my trainer. So it's very fun. And I don't teach as much on their equipment as, as when I took insurance. Cause I would, I would be spending a whole lot with them. But so now my things are a little different. It's a little shift in the way we've set it up. But again, it, it works nice because it keeps people around a long time. It keeps people in our world doing the work, seeing me, seeing the trainers, doing our group classes. We have group classes of up to four people on the reform okay. or on the times. So it works out nice that we're exposing them to all the equipment, but then we're like, look, we know this can get expensive to do private lessons long-term. So if you want to do a group class and so it's kind of a funnel from seeing me PT to introducing them to Pilates, to then working with my trainers privately to then working in a group class. And that funnel 
you know, it's more expensive at the top of the funnel and less expensive mm-hmm. at the bottom when they get to the group classes. And that's how we keep people around a long, long time and never really discharge, but kind of continuing to stay in our world, stay in our world. So, and that's yeah. what I, that, that's to me the beauty and the power of Pilates is that, is that you can keep people mm-hmm. in your world. Yes, yes. That's like a great concept too. The model you have going, it sounds great. So yeah. It's really been working great and the clients love it and the clients appreciate it. And, and I may not see them for a month or two because they moved on to work with my trainers, but then they pop back in because something's like flared up. But because of all the work they've been doing, I see them like maybe once, maybe twice. And they're, they're continuing on with the plan. And so it really does work well. And it's not dictated by insurance. It's not dicta- dictated by like, Oh, I'm not going to get paid for this. Or I'm, I'm worried. Exactly. Yeah. That, in all fairness, I started kind of writing my notes falsely a little bit because I didn't want to get dinged and not get paid. or have, mm-hmm. I was really paying them back. They were making me pay them back, which was even more painful because really? I'd already had the money and spent it. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to pay them. They would send me a, a letter saying, you know, you need to pay us back because we reviewed your notes and that you um, – you know, you're working on their, you know, their, their back when they were a shoulder patient or, you know, you're working on their sh- scapula stabilization when they're a knee patient. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just blown away that that was where we were going. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm not going to play this game anymore. And it wasn't, right. like, it wasn't a lot, but it'll be a scenario where like, I'd get pre-approval for someone to work on their back and then another pre-approval to work on their jaw and another pre-approval to work on their knee. And that was kind of the game, the game that we were having to play to play with insurance. And then someone would come in and I would have three charts for them. Right. <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh, well, and I would just treat them and do what they needed that day. But then yes. I had to, then I had to figure out how to document that. And like, Oh, well today's like jaw, jaw day. Well, we didn't do much on the jaw today cause it's getting better. Well, but today's jaw day. And again, these are all my challenges and, and frustrations. Now, let me ask you this. When, you, um, when, when you are in your work environment now in the outpatient clinic and teaching people some mat work and teaching people some breathing, is there a way, or is this even, you know, this may not even be something you're interested in, but is there a way for you to communicate or work out a situation with your boss there that you bring a reformer in there and you start working out or like some kind of profit sharing situation where if you generate income on some kind of wellness program that, that you would get paid more than you're getting paid in your traditional PT setting. Is that something that would be even feasible or is that something way out in left field? No, it, it's actually feasible. I, I work for a, um, a compound, not a private company, but uh, a large therapy company and a few, a few clinics have a reformer. I think, well, maybe not a few in this area, maybe just one in my area, have a reformer. I haven't really looked into how they they work with billing or outside of billing or as a private wellness uh, program, but it's feasible. It's something else I could definitely look into. Because that was the first thing that I did was I had, I was already doing contract work for this company. So I was already an independent contractor to 99 but they had a break room that was a little bit bigger than a treatment room. And I went to them and I said, Hey, let me have the break room. And they had two of these break rooms. So it was really just, it was totally wasted space. Mm -hmm. Um, You had boxes and a TV and and files in it. And I was like, Hey, can I have the treat that, that extra room and I'll, I'll move, I'll I'll rearrange that other room and I'll move everything into that other room. So it all fits. Cause I knew that it would all fit. And I said, and let me, um, I'm going to buy a reformer. 
and and I want to start building a Pilates program for you. And the guy's like, well, tell me more. And I was like, okay, well, you know, the reformer's kind of expensive. So this is what I'm going to be investing in it. Um, and I'm going to be willing to start building a PPO program for you because they were an HMO only clinic at the time. Okay. And he goes, okay, that's an interesting idea. And I was like, so instead of building uh, HMOs, your, your, your HMO contracts that you already have established, we'll start building some PPO plans and, you know, I'll go market PPO doctors and, and I'll treat the patients until their insurance cuts them off. And then I'll have them work with my wife, Cheryl, and she'll come in and work on the um, Saturdays and she'll work in the afternoons at the like even cause she had a, she had a full-time job originally. So like she can come in like and work in the mornings from like say six to eight. And then she can come back in the afternoons and work six to eight. And so before you know it, like we were hustling, but we built this program and he, and he went for it and it was a profit sharing deal. So it was like, you get paid this amount, but then you get a percentage of any dollar that you bring in. And that was kind of what I worked out with him. And so at the end of the month, all of a sudden he would look at the numbers and be like, wow, this is, you know, this is an extra 20 grand that we brought in this month. Oh, wow. Building HMOs for right. the, um, the, the whole month instead. Cause it was all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. PPOs, excuse me. Right. Okay. Yeah. And this was, this was a long time ago. This was 2001 when HMOs were still, you know, King before PPOs kind of took over. Um, right. And he wanted to figure out how to get into that PPO world. And all of a sudden, he realized that the doctors were willing to send people over to, to Pilates. And then all of a sudden they were paying Cheryl for Pilates after discharge. And so he's like, Whoa. So he would see that this extra money come in, I get my cut of it. And he was like going, this is pretty good until my cut got a little too big. Meaning all of a sudden once I grew it for a year. His oh, wow. So after a year, I was completely working at that one place. None of his other clinics. Um, and I was seeing, you know, I was full, working full time. Cheryl was seeing probably, we'll say, 10 to 12 people a week. And my percentage, my 30% check was pretty high. And he freaked out. And that's when he went into his scarcity mindset instead of, you know, I was coming from this abundant mindset. I thought he was too. But whenever all of a sudden my check got too big as a PT, I shouldn't be making this amount of money. He started, he overlooked the fact that if I'm making 30%, he's making 70%, right? Right. And I mean, I thought it was, I thought he loved me. And then I realized, wow, he's about to let me go because he's a hit of his fear. Um, even though I built something that was profitable, that was bringing in an extra couple hundred thousand dollars a year that wasn't happening before. And that's, this is, that was my story of, all right, I know it's time to do it on my own because right, right. I, I thought I was doing something really great for this guy. I thought I was like going to build a great relationship, long-term relationship with him. And, and, and he just freaked out. And so it was a, it was a yeah. lesson, great learning lesson. So, right, right. But that's why I asked that because that was something that, that, that I did first. And again, there's many ways to do all, many things, but that was something that allowed me to start because I didn't like working. Once I learned Pilates, I didn't like working at the clinics that didn't have a reformer. Or, mm-hmm. or something, right. I, I didn't like it because I, 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 I got spoiled of teaching. Because um, at that point in time, I'd spend like, you know, 30 minutes of my time doing manual therapy and 30 minutes of my time teaching on the equipment on a typical hour patient. And so all of a sudden I'm seeing people for 30 minutes doing all manual, all HMO, you know, some extra manual exercise, but it was in a, like a little corner of a gym where I had all this gym equipment, but I wasn't interested in any of that gym equipment. I wasn't interested in teaching on it. I didn't like any of it, you know? And so for me, until I got a hand, 
hands on a reformer. And that was why I went to him. I was like, I really need a reformer because I think and I needed to get better at teaching on it, you know, because I'd been through my training and all of a sudden I wasn't I wasn't working and having the ability to teach on it at the place. Right, right. Yeah, you really need that. Yeah. So that's kind of my story. And, I, and again, I knew our stories were going to be very different. But as I listened to it, I was just like, I just wanted to ask you that those questions to, to make you think a little bit. Um, and, no, and again, totally understand. maybe you talk to them about buying a reformer and, and you be the person that, that builds a little program for them. But, you know, for me, when I bought it, I was already, again, I was already a business owner in a 1099. By me buying it, I could write it off and I could then oh, right. have more skin in the game of, of asking for more, more percentage. Right. So it's like, yeah, I paid like, I, I don't know how much I paid at the time. I'm just going to guess four grand for a reformer. And I didn't really have that four grand at the time, but because of the way business structure is, and you know, I was like, all right, I'm just going to get it and do it, figure it out. Because then I made enough money on my 30% profit sharing over the next you know year that I paid that four grand back easily. So, wow. I mean, that's that, definitely something. Yeah, I, I definitely would consider. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Again, I know that everyone is, again, in a different place in this mm-hmm. process and, um, and has different skills and different things that, that people can learn from. So um, and, I, and again, it's a it's a fantastic um, for me. It's fantastic to just get together and chat and, and hear. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear like, what, how, tell me about how you're teaching and, and how this all came about, apart. So I really appreciate your time. I, I know we both are, are at a point where we're running out of time to get ready to go see some uh, afternoon clients. So let me ask you this. Um, what's the best way for someone to reach out to you, get in touch with you? You mentioned some of your uh, Instagram and your YouTube. Right, right. Give me some of, me some of those channels and, and, and yes. ways for people to reach out and follow you and get in uh, touch with you. Sure, sure. So Instagram is at Kiva Price Pilates. It's K-E-V-A Price. And then also on Instagram is uh, at Salsa Physio. Okay. And then I also have a YouTube channel, Kiva Price Pilates. Awesome, awesome. Uh, making it really easy. My, my email address is the same, Kiva Price Pilates at Gmail. Anyone right. has any questions or anything like that? Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Well, I really appreciate your time. And and again, I, um, I, I love to compare and contrast because we, we, in this physical therapy world, we all have an opportunity once we get our degree and we go through the board process to figure out what and how we want to help people. And there's a, a million ways to do it, I found, in this industry. And um, in the Pilates world, like, I didn't seek it out. It found me. And by it finding me, it was something that changed my posture. It changed my ability to help people. And it's become a big, huge, basically a, a massive part of my wife and I's business, our life, everything. And right, so right. with when I meet other people and find out from other people that are, again, had a similar journey or just have a, a, an interest in Pilates, to me, it starts raising up the, the hairs on the back of my neck and I start saying, ooh, let's talk, let's have a conversation. So again, I really appreciate your time. Um, again, we all have a great, great stories to tell and share. And I know someone listening to this podcast will, will get something out of this and say, huh, I can yes, do that. Definitely, and, yeah. If anybody, you know, has questions about sort of how I, any other details they want to know of how I started and how I've been progressing. Yeah. I'd love to hear from them. Awesome. Awesome. 
Well, Kiva, it's again great to uh, to have some time with you today. Um, yes. I really, really appreciate it, and uh, I learned something today from you. I hope I hope we all had had a learning experience, and that the the people listening something from this as well. So, thank you, thank you for your time, and uh, we will get to, we'll get this live in the near future, and we will chat soon. Okay, great. All right, take care. Bye now. Okay. Peace. Yes. Take care. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, could you do us a favor and leave some love and write us a review? My name is Stephen Dunn. I help physical therapists incorporate Pilates into their physical therapy practice. If you would like more information on how you can incorporate Pilates into your physical therapy practice, then like my Facebook page, Pilates for PTs.